Hi there and welcome to the YM Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Shaw. Our vision is to educate and engage apostolic leaders just like you so you can become more effective in youth ministry. Our goal is to help serve and grow your youth ministry and you as you help serve and grow the students that make up your local church. One of the ways that you can help this show is by leaving us a review, a star rating in your favorite podcast app, or just simply share this episode on social media to help us get the word out. And speaking of social media, that is our topic of today. And look, I don't need to tell you, you already know you're involved in youth ministry that social media dominates youth culture. It's where they engage with other young people. It's where they express themselves and even get answers to life's biggest questions. And this can be for good, but it also can be for evil. So our question today is, how can we elevate our voice as student ministers and as local churches so that we can speak truth and be a bright light of apostolic identity in a very dark world? I can't think of anyone better to help us further this conversation along than two brothers. Jordan and Matthew Ansley, the founders of Ansley Creative. Now, you may not have heard their names before, but I promise you that you have seen their work. If you've been to a youth congress in the past nine years, you've been to a general conference, or if you remember, you know that little video that YM put out a little while ago announcing the change of SFC to move the mission and the casting of that vision, they did that video. And so they and their creative geniuses on the show today Ansley Creative exists to help business succeed in today's digitally driven world. They want to help you create content that cuts through the noise, captures attention, and incites action. And they bring all of their youth ministry, corporate, and national ministry experience to this episode to help you elevate your social media presence and become more effective. This is a great conversation. I've known these guys since they've been teenagers and they bring a lot of incredible wisdom to the table. So let's jump into our conversation with Jordan and Matthew Ansley. All right, well, Matt and Jordan, so glad to have you guys on the show today. Thank you so much for being a part of the YM podcast. Yeah, of course. Um, Let's just jump right into it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourselves and your and your background into kind of the creative marketing, social media, video, graphic, all that space. Tell tell us a little bit about your story. Yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, Matthew, the the video guy of the two Ansley brothers, and um, I started um, video editing. Actually, Jordan is the one who trained me in video and camera and all that stuff um, when we were kids we would play with little lego pieces and little firecrackers and little dirt mounds and we would take our mom's camera and just make little short films and i had no idea how to edit it so jordan's the one who showed me how to use i think it was windows movie maker was so. that what wait was that the stop motion stuff that you guys used to do oh yeah the stop motion yes even i remember those <laughs> yep uh, there's one uh, there's one short film I think it's still somewhere on an old hard drive extreme demolition of some uh, some firecrackers Jordan got his hands on <laughs> there we go it wasn't the old bag in my office was it yeah I think the only thing that 
I was demolishing, Matt, correct me if I'm wrong, was like a Kleenex box. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we yeah. put some Ladyfinger firecrackers in a Kleenex box. Look, the, the audience is primarily <laughs> American, so you could have been destroying an abandoned building and they'd be fine with it too. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, so um, that Jordan introduced me to a lot of the like the early creative experimental phase of digital cameras and loading files into Windows and doing whatever you want with them. It's a lot of fun. We experimented a lot with just the toys and stuff we had when we were, we were probably 10, 10 to 13. Um, and yeah, so we, we just had a lot of fun with it. Now, Jordan, you do, in, in Ansley Creative, and we'll talk a little bit more about what you guys have done in just a second. But, sure. But you are kind of more, you started on the video side, but you kind of jumped into the graphics and messaging kind of side. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, well. so um, I am 27, uh, I guess, in a, by the time you're listening to this. Uh, Matt's two years younger than me, and we, like you said, kind of got into this when we were in our early teens, and I messed around with some video editing software, but quickly gravitated more towards, like, graphic design yeah. and, and really liked creating logos and uh you, Adam, used to be our youth pastor at that yeah, time. Yeah, way back I know, in the day. Way back, way back. Yeah, 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 um, years and years ago. Before you started balding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, before that happened. Yeah, before that happened. So <laughs> we, we, at the time, were going through uh, like a, a huge just reinvention of what our youth ministry was, and it was incredible. The, the spiritual growth our youth group was seeing um, was amazing, and we at the time felt like we needed just a new identity to rally behind. And yes. you knowing that I was getting into graphic design and logos and all that, you said, Jordan, I want you to work on this. And it was a slow process because I was still learning what it meant to work on a project yeah. and to, you know, have deadlines. And, yes. and so it was a, definitely a huge <laughs> learning curve for young Jordan. But um, you tasked me with helping to create, you know, new logos and branding for our youth ministry. And that was really like my one of my earliest like um legit creative projects so to speak as legit as you know creating yeah. a, a logo for your youth ministry i still remember the stamp i may have it somewhere it's, yeah <laughs> but no it was it was kind of how i got into it all so talk to us about ansley creative and you know those those listening they they this may be the first time they've heard your voices uh, or heard your names, but mm. they have definitely seen your work. And so why don't you talk to us about Ansley Creative and where where you're, where the audience, the listeners, may have seen some of the things that you've created. For sure, yeah. So like I said, you know, you kind of tapped me for that project. And then over the next few years... Um, you started to come up with more and more ways for Matt and I to really test our skills creatively. Uh, I think we helped out with some local like um, youth convention promotions and stuff like motion graphics, creating like text moving on screen and stuff like that. Um, but it wasn't long after doing that where people started to see you know, what Ontario District was doing and putting out there and asking you as youth president um, or promotions at the time maybe you know, where are you getting this stuff? And and so you put us out there in front of more people than we probably had any right to be in front of at the time. <laughs> no, no, you guys were great. You were great. <laughs> and so that kind of led to Matt as the video guy getting some unique opportunities. I'll let him speak to that. Yeah, I remember, um, Adam, when you had 
started realizing what we could do accomplish with uh, Lego and <laughs> and my mom's I remember camera. those Legos those Lego videos were amazing. Yeah, I feel like you you caught sight of that and really gave us the opportunity to, to do um, like videos for our local teaching series and stuff like that and then I remember uh, in I think it was youth convention in 2012 you were like Matt can you make like an opening video where you wrote and recorded a script and then I animated it and I actually remember I don't know if you do these early videos that we were creating um, for youth you used to actually like we would go to a coffee shop and you would sit there beside me for like five hours while I'm just making this video and you're like giving me feedback and I'm I'm just working in After Effects, animating away, doing, coming up with everything. And you're like just pumping yourself with coffee trying to <laughs> stay awake <laughs> watching me just in the... That was, that the was in the Starbucks era, yeah. I think. That was, yeah, that was, in, the, that was in the Starbucks era. <laughs> Absolutely. Those little uncomfortable circle tables. Yes, <laughs> yes. And my fa- my go-to drink was the... Well, I called it the ghetto mocha because <laughs> I was too poor to sit for that long uh, with you yeah. uh, with a real mocha. So I got like a Pike Place with like eight pumps of mocha syrup in it. Yeah. I had no idea because I... <laughs> I, I didn't even have a job then. <laughs> <laughs> now you know. Now you yeah. know. Now as a married man, yeah. you know stuff costs money. Way back then. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we made that, that opener video for youth convention. And um, that year, I think you had, uh, through the district ministries, connected us to a few other districts who needed some opener videos. And yeah. um, it ended... Matthew Johnson, who was the director of promotions at the time, yeah, probably reached out to you um, to see and eventually connected to me producing the um, C31, Challenge 31 video for She's for Christ. I remember that. Yeah. That's a great video. Yeah. So that was, I think that was the first um, probably national video that we helped produce. And um, that would be one that probably people would recognize. Old Joe. Yes, yeah, <laughs> Challenge 31. So that was back yeah. in the old old school days yep. of MTM, yeah. Move the Mission, being SFC. Yeah, you're looking at a grade nine's art project. <laughs> <laughs> but then that grew. And, and the yeah. reason why we're talking about your, your, your CVs here is pretty soon we're going to move into you guys both giving youth pastors and local churches advice on a whole bunch of different things. And, um, and, and so I want to kind of help our audience understand that, um, that you've been doing this a long time, um, all the way back in your youth group days Mm -hmm. until now. Now you guys are, um, in, in your mid to late twenties and, and married men Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and, but you've had some huge projects that people may have seen. So I think every youth Congress Mm -hmm. opener since what, 20, since 2013, since 2013, um, the MTM rebrand where we went from SFC to move the mission. Mm-hmm. That also was you guys. And what was that, Jordan? The video content. Yeah, the video content for that campaign. Yeah, and then you also have done for the United Pentecostal Church a few other projects. Jordan, what other ones have you done? Uh, I mean, we've been fortunate to work on a number of things with uh, UPCI Youth Ministries as well as the Pentecostal Publishing House. So we've worked on um, projects like Link 247, some of the series branding and videography, um, Discipleship Now, formerly Discipleship Central. We helped with their launch and managed their social through the launch of, of that brand. And then 
Um, we've also done the short films for hyphen release. Uh, there were, I think four, uh, four of those short films that we produced for hyphen release. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, we've been, you know, really, you've even done some stuff for some missionaries, I think, and or global missions or something like that as well. We've we've done, um, some websites for missionaries on the field in, uh, countries like Luxembourg. Uh, we've helped with the Netherlands, their national work. We created websites for a number of their local churches as well. That's great. Yeah. So you guys have been doing this for a long time, but you started, and this is why you're in a unique position to communicate directly to youth pastors. You started as young people and then kind of worked your way up, grew your business, got open doors, and um, you've done this internationally all over the world. So uh, I just wanted to go through this, not just because I I love you guys and I'm proud of you, uh, but I wanted to help establish uh, that this may be the first introduction to your to your voices that a lot of our listeners have heard, uh, but you've been doing this a long time and you've been working on some pretty important projects for the apostolic world. So transitioning right to um, some of the stuff we want to talk about today, uh, I want to talk about messaging at the very beginning. And I remember yeah. when we did a huge rebrand at our local church, Jordan, you yep. were you were helping us with that. And one of the key things when you sat down with Pastor and, and myself is you said, before we talk about logos and fonts and colors and all the things I thought were part of a rebrand, it's important that we come up with messaging. We come up, we craft our idea of what our, or discover what our identity is. And, and so can you you know, Jordan, talk about the importance of messaging. This whole episode sure. is talking about social media and content creation. Yeah. But at its root, youth pastors and leaders need to know, okay, what are we trying to say? So can you, can you speak to that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what our our whole mission as a church boils down to, right? It's about the message. And we know that to be true in like a ministry context, but we, we don't realize that that's... You know, uh, like a universal principle that what you're saying is extremely important, right? And and using all of the tools at your disposal to get that message across, that's what, you know, branding is. That's what video work is. That's what graphic design is. It's just using tools and, and uh, different mediums to communicate a message, right? And so if you don't think first about the message, then all of that other stuff is not going to accomplish any real results. So if somebody's never thought about, okay, what is what is our you know for lack of a better word our brand? What is our mm-hmm. message? Um, and and they've just been kind of because they didn't know they've just been lurching from one project to the next without thinking about any sort of consistent voice. Yeah. Uh, um, all the way through. What are some steps? Like, what are some real easy things that that a that a leader can do to think through messaging right now? For sure. Yeah, so obviously, you know, as a youth worker, youth pastor, you want to take a look at, okay, what is our church doing right now in terms of our messaging? You know, what do we have in place? What is, maybe your pastor preached a sermon at the beginning of the year, kind of setting the tone for the year. Or maybe there's been, um, you know, a a reimagining of your church's mission or vision in the last few years. Um, Sometimes that can, you know, fall by the wayside and and fall out of... um, 
you know, out of conversation, but look at that, right. As your starting point, there's no reinventing the re- the wheel, right. Obviously we're, we're all called by the great commission, right. To, yeah. to go and make disciples. And so every church, no matter what their vision or mission statement, if they have one, no matter what that looks like, um, it's all going to come back to that. Yeah, absolutely. But you want to look at what the, the current flow and impetus of like your church's culture is. And is that something that, like I said, you know, pastor preached at the beginning of the year, is it something you've put on paper? If it is, then just kind of, you know, start with that and brainstorm around that. Some mantras, some, some things that really will help make that stick for people. Um, and maybe if that, um, isn't there, right. Then write down things that are important to your church, write down values, write down things that are just central to who you are as a church or as a youth ministry. Um, and let that be your starting point for, for crafting your big idea, what we called it at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, tying off of that, you kind of touched on a little bit could, and I, either of you speak to the importance of a youth ministry tying their communication to the pastor and local churches vision. And, and there's a tension at times that needs to be, you know, managed. And I know many youth pastors and many youth workers, they're, they're dealing with, well, I guess now, um, Gen Zers. And so you got millennial youth pastors dealing with Gen Z students, um, soon in the next few years, Gen Alpha students, and their church may be led by, you know, an older Gen Xer or a baby boomer. And if you don't know what these words mean, I'd suggest you uh, rewind the the podcast, write them all down and Google them because they're descriptions of generations. If you're listening and this is the first time you've heard heard these terms, um, make yourself aware of them. But, but the big idea is that there's a generational divide. And sometimes what can happen is a student ministry or youth ministry or young adult ministry can develop its almost own identity from within a local church. And there are a lot of pitfalls to that. That's, that's in my opinion, generally not, you know, not advisable. I know even locally, um, you guys helped rebrand uh, Revolution Youth uh, to LifePoint Youth so that it would reflect more the, the, you know, kind of the broader vision of the of the local local church. I thought that was amazing. But can you guys speak to how important it is in branding, in communication, social media, stuff online, dealing with this principle that we're at right now, how important it is that you tie your communication to your pastor and church's vision? Yeah, I think it's incredible to, or it's instrumental to have that um, that same message going between every part of the church. The church is one body. Yeah, unity is if the most important principle, if if not one of the top principles and values that we need to have in a church. That everyone's working together towards the same mission, the same goal of of reaching people, of of preaching Jesus, everything that our church values and. Um, we pull from the Bible. And so you don't want that divide where, yeah. where you have a mission statement for your, your main body and then a mission statement for your children's ministry and then one for your youth ministry. The whole church should be rallying around that one identity. And that being said, there's, there's different ways that you can creatively express that identity. You don't have to have for very practical terms you don't need to have everything as the exact same color and although color and design and shapes and logos and stuff those all will help to unite and bring together 
um, an, an identity as a youth ministry. Yeah. The most important thing is that that value statement that what you what you are trying to accomplish together. And so as long as you can figure that that core base out, you can be a little bit more creative with, hey, maybe we'll we'll reshape our logo and still have like it maybe just just different colors or a little bit different, a little bit unique of a font um, for that expression that just helps um, that generation unite around that that design, that brand, that that visual experience that might not be as relatable to someone you know who who has a family who's working nine to five every day they might not creatively or connect to something that's designed for a young person a student in school but the core of it is you can draw a straight line between vision values the underlying message of what's being communicated from the youth ministry directly to the main church and i think pragmatically as a you know, a former a former youth pastor, there's a real pragmatic reason beyond the spiritual and biblical values of unity, and that is youth ministry is a transitory ministry, like children's ministry. Everybody leaves. No one stays, you know, no one stays in, you know, part of the Sunday school class forever. No one stays part of the youth group forever. And if you have developed an identity that is so unique apart from your main church body, when people inevitably hit the exit ramp of your youth group, they're not going to know how to fit in. And it's already hard enough to begin with. It's For already sure. a big transition uh, to begin with. Jordan, did you have any thoughts you wanted to uh, add on that? Yeah, I just wanted to tag on to what Matt was saying and just add when you start to think about expressing that message in a unique way to connect with a certain you know, audience, then you get into this conversation that needs to happen when you're exploring your messaging is who are we trying to talk to, right? And so if you're thinking about your branding, if you're thinking about your, your mission, if you're thinking about you know, captions for so social media posts, Audience should always be a consideration. And, and, you know, the word they use in the marketing and branding space is stakeholders, right? That should always be a consideration. Um, and one of the things that we went through early on was just ridding ourselves of um, like churchisms or like words that on our welcome brochure or our invite cards would not make sense to the people that we're handing them to. Yeah. Um, going through all of our, our, print materials, our social media, like let's make this make sense to the people that it's actually supposed to speak to. Right. And so that just came to mind while you're talking about messaging and kind of you know, crafting that to a different demographic is what you were thinking of. But I was also thinking, you know, the, the, audience the broader audience. Yeah. To, yeah. The broader audience. So that was one of the driving forces, I think, behind our transition away from revolution to just life point youth, because we're like, we call it RYM all the time. Yeah. Some parents even call it rhyme or rim. Yeah, I remember that. Like, yeah. It's like nobody knows what that is. Nobody you know, when someone goes to to you know junior high and they're like, Wanna come with me to RYM tomorrow? Like we it gotta help, we gotta help these kids out, right? Yeah, they're trying absolutely. to witness. We gotta put the tools <laughs> in their hands. Like, wanna come with me to youth group tomorrow? It's just so much easier. So right? much easier. Just, just it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. And so that was like a big part of that conversation at the time. And, and I think it's important for youth workers when they're considering messaging to think about who they're trying to speak to as well.
And so we're going to jump into the practical aspect of, you know, social media and creative media in just a moment. But we, I thought it was really important that we have a principle discussion first, that we start with principles. And so to recap, um, it's so important that, that as youth leaders and as youth workers, we think of um, what we're trying to communicate and what we're trying to communicate is the values and vision of our church. And we're trying to make it so that there is a straight line for our young people and their parents between the culture of our youth ministry and the vision of our youth ministry and the broader congregation so that we're not creating, you know, um, two separate two separate identities as, so that when yeah. there is that exit ramp or when we're even just trying to communicate to the to the broader public that people can understand the two are connected, they share common vision, they share common values. Yeah. All right, so let's jump right into the practical kind of nuts and bolts discussion. Um, you guys are involved in social media management uh, for all kinds of things. Where are people engaging right now? Where where are young people and students interacting with social media? Well, for the last few years, there's been a huge climb in just video engagement, right? Yeah. Whether that's um, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, um, like every platform is emphasizing video, right? And Matt, you know, that's the case yeah. because more and more people are like, Hey, you do video. That's amazing. <laughs> right. Um, and everyone's trying to create video content because that's where people are engaging. Right. And I think any platform where video is happening is where the church needs to be. Now the huge advantage, um, you know, obviously you got to pick and choose and you can't be everywhere. Yeah. And some, you know, some platforms might even be problematic for, for yeah. your ministry for whatever reason. Um, you got to make that decision. But every week, churches are already creating content. In yes, fact, over the past two years, you know, we all know the circumstances. Absolutely. Many churches have had to not only present that content live in front of a room full of people, but they've had to propagate that content online they've had to you know buy cameras and set up equipment and now they're recording that content and so it's so much easier from where we're at now than where we were at three four five years ago for the church to actually be like a content creation machine yes um, and you know not for just the sake of creating content but for the sake of reaching people because like you said adam where are people engaging right now, right? That's where we need to be. We want to meet people where they're at and and help connect them to what God could do for them. And I think that's a really important mental switch that that I see a lot of people making right now, and that's migrating from static to video and then saying, and and this is not an original statement with me, uh, but there is a there is a, a church consultant in Canada that's and does a lot of stuff in the United States. His name's Brady Shear. Um, and he talked about, he's always communicating in a lot of his training for pastors and churches that social media is ministry. And it's a form of, and to use, to use our language, it's, it's a part of outreach. Yep. And I know even um, locally with us, we have been doing a whole lot more Instagram reels. And I, last week, or yeah, last week, I decided to check the metrics on engagement and views it was insane. Yeah. It there's there are clips that that after six or seven days had reached you know five thousand uh views, mm -hmm. which 
we're a church in downtown Hamilton. Yeah. Right. Like we don't, we're not used to that level of engagement. And it's just like, and, and I check who's liked it. And there are people that I have no idea who they are. Well, what's crazy about the new approach that um, Instagram and a lot of these short form, like YouTube shorts, right? Other similar features, their, their algorithms are favoring geo-targeting now, right? And so a lot wow. of the, the growth and engagement is local, which is huge for churches because that wasn't always the case with social media, right? It was based on your followers and where they were from and the, who their friends were. And so you would show up on the feeds of people who would be on the other side of the world or at least the other side of the state, other side of the country. And so now that these algorithms are favoring local engagement and local targeting, the church has a huge opportunity. And, and with the video content that I have, I have noticed um, just from my church, that's uh, from our church, that's getting, that's getting movement. It's not stuff you know, sometimes I think youth pastors, they feel pressured to sound or to look a particular way mm -hmm. uh, in order to be engaging. I'm literally being myself. <laughs> like it usually is 30 seconds yeah. of me preaching the way I always preach or communicating. Yeah. And, and so you know, prioritizing video, thinking social media engagement is ministry and not just information. Mm -hmm. This doesn't require you to not be who you are or not be authentically apostolic. You just put who you are and be authentically apostolic out there. And that kind of passion and mm -hmm. realness and authenticity really engages, engages people. Matt, you, you had something you were going to yeah, say. Yeah. It's, it's the, there's a huge trend um, that's grown over the last few years in short form content and these 59 second or less videos where it really all that matters is that it's candid, that it you, you'll you see a lot of national brands switching to videos where it looks like it's shot on a phone and it's you're scrolling through your reels and you see like, oh, that's an ad from a Nestle or something. But it's it's actually produced like on an iPhone. It looks like someone just recorded it and they're having fun. It's very much um, all about breaking down that that fourth wall and connecting directly from the the brand to in business market the, the consumer there yeah but in the churches it's it's really just the most open and direct form that we can do for our, our online evangelism really is just yeah be candid being open um it's and being authentic and just, being authentic you break yeah. the fourth wall by just this is who we are this is what we're communicating yeah. this is the message that's so important to us and it actually is for you. Mm -hmm. So instead of saying, and we still got to do the information stuff on, on the internet. It doesn't mean that we stop saying services mm -hmm. at seven. Um, <laughs> we still got to do all that stuff, but there is this fresh and engaging opportunity yeah. where we don't have to say, come to youth group and hear the message. We can go, this is the message from youth group and we want to share it. Mm -hmm. We want to share it with you. Yeah. There's, there's an interesting trend as well where it used to be, especially on the case with YouTube, they had that sweet spot of the four-minute video or less, whereas now it's really trended with these these scrolling short-form video platforms where you, you either have content that's 30 seconds to a minute long, and then the other side of high engagement is actually like a lot of longer-form content where it's getting over 20 minutes, over 30 minutes, where if people 
enjoy that short form content. They're looking for something that they can really dive into and connect with and soak in. And so they'll watch like a 45 minute YouTube video because they're, they're looking for that. Once they've been um, connected to that short form content, they, they're not looking for, Oh, just let's move it up to five minutes. Let's move it up to 10. They're ready to make the jump into yeah. the, which that's a sermon. <laughs> that's a sermon. That's like. a sermon. It's, yeah. it's, so we, we so, engage with the 30 yeah. and then we jump right to the, the 30 yeah. second. We go right to the 30 minute. Yeah. There's you know, a sermon. huge value in, in these platforms for that short form, like sermon clips and just short videos from, from leaders and pastors and students. Um, there's a huge opportunity for very authentic, very candid short form video content. And then if you are weekly recording your sermons, um, it's an excellent way to, to bring that value online. Now there are probably people here that are listening and they're saying that's really cool. I want to do video stuff. Um, I'd love to be, you know, have more engaging kind of graphics and, and, but, you know, I don't have, you know, what I see, you know, a mega church has when they do their behind the scenes and they look like they got like CNN and in, in their, in their back, you know, production room. And, and I don't have that. And so um, there's a lot, a lot of things that we talked about. They're actually super accessible. And so, not everyone can afford higher-end graphic design software. So you guys, you do this as a business. For and sure. so what are some free or low-cost tools that youth groups can use to increase that, you know, video and even static engagement? Yeah. Um, the most useful tool at your disposal is probably your smartphone. The camera app on your iPhone or your Android phone probably iphone though let's just be honest no because okay, i'm just on. saying that come on you, why you gotta do me dirty jordan is an android user and matt and i are apple guys <laughs> <laughs> okay okay so your iphone camera is it called camera app on the iphone I, yeah it's it's i just press a button i don't even okay. really read the words so press whatever button you have to press to get the the shutter to open on your camera yeah there we and, go <laughs> Um, that is probably the most useful tool at your disposal. Honestly, take that out on a Sunday right after your pastor finishes preaching and, you know, record your, your pastor or yourself as a youth worker say, you know, pastor just finished preaching this amazing message on insert topic here, right? Here's uh, one key takeaway, right? Then you post that on Monday or on Tuesday and then, you know, it's still Sunday afternoon. You just finished recording that first clip, record another one with a, a topic of prayer for Wednesday or Thursday, right? And um, spend 35, 40 seconds praying something related to the message for your youth group. And then one last one, maybe it's a challenge type video, right? Challenging your young people on Friday, on Saturday, uh, as they are going into the weekend, about to come back to Sunday service. Maybe you're challenging them to invite someone. Maybe it's a challenge that's specifically related to the topic of the sermon. You've just spent three, maybe five minutes with your smartphone, yourself, and maybe your pastor gets involved as well, uh, or whoever spoke that, that Sunday morning at your church. And you've got video content for three days of the next week done, right? You just, you schedule that with a, a free app like Later or Hootsuite or any, you know, just search free social media scheduler and there's dozens of options that will let you schedule like up to 10 or even 30 posts a month um, on these platforms. Now, what about people that want to do 
Um, static graphics. What static are some, gra- yeah. what are what are some what are some free or low cost tools for someone's like, hey, you know, I I may have a friend that has Adobe Illustrator, but I opened that up. And I felt like I needed a spiritual gift to be able to interpret <laughs> what to do. What are some What are some free or low cost tools a youth group can use for non video content um, that they would post online? I would have to recommend Canva. Um, there are other options coming, and like they're getting better. Adobe's working on something called Spark, and and there's a few other competitors out there. But Canva dot com, they definitely have a huge like monopoly, I would say right now in that space of free online graphic design software. Yeah. Check them out. Canva.com. And in terms of like other resources to help make those images and graphics better, unsplash.com is a great space for like free imagery for title slides, for static graphics. Yeah. And, um, with Canva, we did this a couple of years ago. You can, if you submit your church's charitable information, um, you can actually get Canva, whatever their, their paid service is absolutely free. Mm-hmm. And if you, I know in Canada and the United States, there's a service called TechSoup that if you're, if your pastor, assistant pastor, church secretary uploads the charitable documents that show it's a nonprofit, you can get a whole bunch of other graphic suites. In fact, that's how our church was able to get a couple subscriptions to, uh, what version are we on on Adobe Run? Is it CS7? Six? Creative Cloud. Creative Cloud. So well, we were infinite. able to get that at a significant discount mm. for the first few years yeah. because um, of of charitable of our charitable donations. So there is sure. free and low-cost tools out there. Yeah, even um, I know for students especially, there is a low-cost like Adobe plan. Um, they have a student discount that's, I think, only like $15 a month to get access to at the bare minimum, like Lightroom for photo editing, Photoshop. Um, and those are like, you can design just about anything between those two. Um, and so if you are looking for that, that next step in a more professional software, if you're a student, there's a, there are great opportunities. Out and there. Hey, if you're not a student, <laughs> you have students in your youth group. If you say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I mean, right. one of the, one of the way I said it. So one of the ways yeah. that it can just it can just it can just like work. I said, I, I did not have a job in that coffee shop, but I was working in Adobe <laughs> After Effects. So yes, it's possible. It is po- anything is possible with the Lord. Um, <laughs> going to our next question, so many youth workers are are busy. Um, uh, we one of the things that we continually talk about when we interview the executive team, when we've interviewed soon to be Dr. Chad Flowers, a, a licensed family counselor, subjects like being overextended and burnout. We've we've done whole things on family balance. Um, so many youth leaders and youth pastors are in the busiest season of their life. So they're either um, in post secondary. If they're not in post-secondary, some of them may be newly married or about to be married or married and about to have children. And so it's like someone, It's it, there's a comedian that put it, he had a bunch of kids and he, he makes this joke, so I'm going to steal it and appropriate it to youth ministry. Youth ministry can sometimes feel like that you're drowning and someone hands you a youth group and, <laughs> and because it's a stage of life. And so what are some ways that youth workers can do this type of content creation, social media management, efficiently that doesn't burn them out i can speak to to maybe video just for a quick second i know jordan will have some 
input. But with video, I think a lot of people don't realize that almost every like produced video really starts with a script. And so video scripts can go everything from a, a bullet point to an actual like word for word you're reading verbatim. So when we're talking about these like uh, short form video content that you can produce for social media, you it's a really good idea to just make one task of, I'm gonna write a note for a video idea that I have. I wanna, this was the sermon that they're preaching this Sunday, so I'll, I'll write two cent, um, not even a sentence. You can write one line of what that video needs to say. And then that's something that you can work off of when you to point your phone at you and you're like, oh, a camera's pointing at me. I have no idea what to say. Yeah. Having even just a few bullet points, a sentence or a fully flushed out idea, like you, if you take that minute to write down that thought, then that's something that can easily launch you into uh, when you're actually going to, to record that video. Um, then that shortens the uh, amount of time you have to spend on thinking of what you have to say. Yeah. And Jordan, you had some thoughts as well. For sure, yeah. Don't don't go like into the weeds and think you need to become some master creative before you can actually, you know, be effective using social media. Um, there's a few shortcuts. Obviously, you know, Matt mentioned taking a, f a few minutes to prepare is huge. And then second, just using the tools that you already have and are comfortable with. Don't you know spend two hours researching online the best camera and you know on Amazon scrolling to find a deal and waiting a week for the equipment to come. Don't waste all that time, yeah. right? Just use what you have and take a few minutes to prepare and get started. But then Adam, you joked about it, about, you know, maybe there's a student in your youth group, but yeah. be subscription, right? <laughs> but absolutely. But I, I think this was central to our story of how we kind of got started was you empowered us. Right. And that's in so part because I was desperate and I had no idea what to do. <laughs> and I'm seeing it now, you know, as you <laughs> ask that question, as you ask that question, I realized, wait a second. <laughs> but no, in all honesty, I think churches, pastors, youth pastors, especially are in a unique position to empower a young person to use the talents they have to, um, you know, contribute to the kingdom in an area that is of interest to them. They're guaranteed. There's a young person in your youth group that has creative interests, right? That is, is already exploring how to use their smartphone, how to use their computer to do the sorts of things that we're talking about here today, right? They're going to be 10 times better at it than you are or than I am because they're just digital natives. Like they're born into it. They yes. know how to use these tools um, better than we could ever dream. And so empower them, right? Get, get alongside them. It'll give you the chance to build an incredible relationship with them that will do things in their life, not only, you know, in the, in the area of their creative skills, but in their spiritual life. I know from personal experience, like I wouldn't be, you know, where I am in ministry and in my walk with God without the sort of investment that my pastor and youth pastor put into me in those early stages. And a lot of that was through that practical relationship, that project management, that you know, working on these creative challenges together, it fostered a connection that went beyond the immediate need of, hey, we need a video for this week. Um, and so empower your young people, get them involved, put it out there, say, you know, who's interested in this sort of thing? And Matt, Matt you, wanted to you want, you had something yeah, to say. Yeah, just um, with that, what you're saying, um, Jordan, about 
um, not spending like hours trying to get things perfect and figure out all that you need. I've noticed like in the past in my ministry, there's been times where I feel like, oh, I need help producing social media content. All right. I'm looking in the youth group and I'm like, I need to find someone in the youth group who can be my social media manager and they can do everything for me. When I reflect on what Adam, how you poured into us in ministry, it wasn't that like we were all of a sudden your video guys that were coming up and producing everything for us. No, we took on one project, worked together and accomplished that. And I think that's a reasonable approach when you are looking for help with um, with students in your youth ministry. You don't have to, the, you can find someone, there might be someone in a youth group who who is willing to, you know, take photos and yeah. publish and make videos all the time, but maybe that's not realistic. And so it's a really wise approach to say, hey, I want to make a video this week for this upcoming series, for this big sermon that we have for back to school or something like that, where you just take on that project together, you grow, you see how it goes. And that's just something that can be accomplished in a reasonable amount of time. It's measurable. And you don't have to try and overcommit a young person to being on the team forever, yeah. like until they burn out. That's not what it's about. It's just um, that passion and that ability will expand if it's if you give them room to grow in it. And one of my favorite kind of leadership quotes is perfect is the enemy of progress. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I totally get the, you know, the youth pastor or youth worker, the leader's tendency to like find, find the most, you know, find the best camera, find it. Cause mm-hmm. I'm that, I'm that guy. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, I now have an entire Bible collection because I went down the rabbit hole of what is the best Bible. <laughs> and, uh, and so they're all sort and there are all sorts of things and it's fun to geek out. Like if you, if you find that, like you said, Matt, you find that one, that one young person that this ends up being more than just an interest or a way to engage them in the kingdom. This is actually a passion and a calling. Well, as they grow and as their maturity grows, you turn more and more responsibility over to them. But if they're not there yet, or there's no one there yet, but you just have like, just go through social media and figure out who takes the best selfies and be like, hey, could you turn the camera around and maybe take pictures and video of other people and then we can use that to help increase engagement in the youth ministry. Just start there. You don't have to rush to perfection. The goal is progress and increased engagement. Yeah, Jordan, you were going to say something? Yeah, I was just going to say it's it's easy to get a young person involved in this. It's behind the scenes. They, they're not in a public role. You could be the one, you know, hitting publish at the end of the day um, if need be. And so even if it's a young person who's, you know, maybe less mature in their walk with God, they're newer to the kingdom, it's a way to build rapport and build relationship and get them involved. Obviously, that all comes down to the way that uh, your your church ministry approaches yeah. involvement. But it, it's behind the scenes. It's a low barrier to entry, I think, in terms of getting someone involved. Absolutely. Um, as we get ready to wrap up, um, I guess two kind of questions. How can you, and we've talked about this the whole way through, but anything specific that comes comes to mind, how can a youth group leverage social media right now? Mm-hmm. What are some, we've talked about videos and stuff, and we're going to, the last kind of last question we're going to have is uh, tips for making reels and, and videos. And Matt, you could, you probably got lots of, of feedback on that. Um, but Anything else, Jordan, that kind of comes to your mind um, 
uh, ways, fresh ways, new ways that youth groups can leverage social media that we maybe maybe haven't hit yet? Anything sure. that just comes to your mind off the top of your head? For sure. Yeah. So one of the biggest things when it comes to getting the most out of your the most bang for your buck or the most, you know, results out of your, what you're putting into the time on these platforms is understanding how the platforms work and the, their own motivations, right? The goal of Instagram, of Facebook, YouTube, all these things is to keep people on the platforms longer, engaging with more content so that they can sell more ad space to businesses, right? And so your content is going to do well if it encourages people to interact on that platform, right? If you're posting a link to your church website, Instagram, Facebook, I guess not Instagram, but Facebook's going to you know, bury that because they want people to stay on Facebook. Yeah. And so understanding that posts that encourage people to leave a comment or like or to interact right there on whatever platform they're on are the best kinds of posts. So I think, you know, in the past we've talked about doing uh, like Q and A's on Instagram using their polls and their, their ask me a question, you know, using those features to get interactions natively on the app that you're posting on is a huge way to leverage social media because you're going to then encourage whatever platform you're posting on to help you get more reach, right? If people start responding to your story or commenting on your post, then it's going to organically put that in front of more people that are, you know, just going to perpetuate that cycle, get you more reach. And Matt, to you, you're the video guy. Um, we talked about videos and reels and shorts uh, being big right now, mm -hmm. prioritized even by algorithms, prior, especially on Instagram, prioritized. Um, someone's never done that before mm -hmm. or they, they haven't thought about making reels uh, as a form of ministry. What are some tips for making a good, engaging video that'll stop the scroll and get people to engage for that 30 seconds. Yeah, you definitely don't need the the most incredible equipment or spend hundreds or thousands of dollars on anything. Like Jordan was saying earlier, just your your camera app on your your Android phone <laughs> um, is more than That's enough a funny to joke. make content. <laughs> yeah. So with these apps, you there are some some principles that you want to consider whenever you are, say you're going to record just a video of you like encouraging people to invite friends to church because it's a special weekend. Yeah. Um, you lighting um, is very key in video. And what you don't want to do, like just as a quick tip, is not place your subject. So the person on camera, you don't want them with like a bright light source behind them. So like a window or um, like a stage light or something or just a, a lamp. You don't want that lamp behind them because then there it's it'll dim the person and sorry no we, we can keep going we are this is an in studio interview today and um if you follow my other podcast you know all about duke the french bulldog with with walking sleep apnea he just ran into the studio so go, well, go ahead it's this is real life this is us being authentic like yeah, we talked absolutely. about absolutely absolutely so yeah with lighting you want to make sure that like the front light, so the, the light on the person who's on camera is nice and bright. So instead of having the window behind them, turn around so that the window is pointing all the light on that person's face 
and then they'll look actually great on video. Yeah. Um, or if there's a lamp or something, make sure they're standing so the lamp's pointing light on their face and not behind them. Yeah. Uh, or else they'll kind of shadow and silhouette and it looks a little weird. Um, another important factor, if you do want to spend anything to improve your quality, um, a microphone. In video, audio is more important than the actual like camera visual quality. When it comes to talking and speaking and presenting in any sort of video content, if you can have clear audio, it doesn't matter if you're recording on like uh, an Android key, phone. Yeah, an Android. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. So having good quality, you can buy uh, very simple microphones on Amazon or Best Buy or wherever for a few dollars. Um, anywhere from 10 you could spend up to $50, but... That's one investment where if you're doing a lot of talking on camera, having a little microphone that plugs into the bottom of your phone um, and you just hit record, it, it takes it to completely the next level um, as far as engagement because if people can't hear what you're saying, they're just going to scroll past. If it sounds really like loud and echoey, um, don't record there. Record in a, a different else. room yeah, with yeah, a yeah. few more carpets or throw, throw some blankets on the ground um, to stop the echo um improving that quality and then also having movement on camera moving your hands around um smiling those just by doing that will increase engagement and keep people connected um to what's happening on screen if you're just standing completely still they might they'll probably just scroll by but if you step into the camera once in a while and you move your hands around a bit and you smile you might have to push yourself a bit more because the camera will typically hide like a little bit of movement. You have to almost, almost over exaggerate. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and smile like more than you would. Someone might think you're weird if you're talking in person. Yeah, yeah. You're smiling that much. <laughs> but on camera, it comes across a lot more like friendly. And um, you almost have to, like you said, exaggerate to get it to come across well. Okay. So the last question we always ask every guest is this youth ministry is, is it's a wild, crazy place. And both of you have served on youth teams. Jordan, you are the assistant to our youth pastor at our local church. Everyone has, everyone has a crazy story. Yeah. What's, what's yours? I mean, some of the craziest probably shouldn't be told. <laughs> no but i i have really fond memories of serving under you on the youth committee yes for ontario youth and some of the the trouble that we would get into as you know camp staff <laughs> <laughs> not campers but as camp staff um you know when it's 2 a.m and you're in the camp office with the guest speaker drinking babbling brooks root beer and yes. you know just shooting the breeze and then you decide hey there's paintball guns that we've been using for recreation <laughs> and i bet those campers who've been keeping it, us up all week <laughs> would love to know what it's like to be subjected to dry fire <laughs> from <laughs> Yes. From the <laughs> so then we obviously, you know, get the person who owns a large SUV to pull up and we all hang out the windows with paintball yes. guns and attack the dorm like we're some nefarious group. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, and Matt, do you have any stories at all? Uh, no, I think that'll do for our shared experience. Well, listen, <laughs> thank you guys so much for being on the show today. Really appreciate your time. You've distilled a lot of great principles and great information. And so thank you so much for being on the YM podcast and helping youth pastors and youth workers all across the United Pentecostal Church. <laughs>